0: This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies
1: 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, to many of you, the name Ron Waples is synonymous with Canadian harness racing, namely the good old days of Greenwood and Mohawk raceways. Get this, Ron... He won close to 7,000 races in purses of about $75 million. And of course, as you would imagine, he's a member of both the U.S. and Canadian Hall of Fame, as well as holding a place in the Little Brown Jug Hall of Fame and Wall of Fame, a reward for winning more than one of the classic events held at Delaware, Ohio, every September. Ron, also during his career, became the first driver in history to record wins in two $1 million harness races in the same week. And later on, like so many other top Canadian harness drivers, He packed his driving silks and ventured to try his luck at the Meadowlands, a move that would eventually see him become a driving superstar on both sides of the border. Now retired, Ron Waples joins us on Ponies 24-7. The radio magazine today we will talk about what else? Winning races, something he knew quite a bit about throughout his successful driving career. Also, tomorrow, Woodbine is the $400,000 breeder stake, the third leg of the Canadian Triple Crown. And although there will not be a Triple Crown winner this year, a competitive and large field of 12 will attend to win the Breeders, considered by many to be the most difficult of the three Triple Crown races, as it is raced at a grueling one and a half miles on the EP Taylor Turf course. There may not be a Triple Crown winner this year, however, racing fans will see Queens play winner safe conduct, and Prince of Wales winner Hadassah square off in tomorrow's Breeders, and Tim Lawson, Woodbine's director of Thoroughbred Racing, will join us on today's show to talk more about tomorrow's 11 race car to Woodbine, and also what race fans can look forward to as Woodbine's fall race meet continues. And well he's back co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing it's going to be a great show you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy duty action today when we come back my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news including a look back at last week Saturday card at Woodbine Mohawk Park which included the second running of the Mohawk Million, and of course, what would Ponies 24 7 be without an update on our friend of the show, Pink Lloyd? Hang on, we'll be right
0: back. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 1059, the region. Go from dark horse to
2: winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy to use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate.
0: This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio
1: magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you, Jim? Good. It's an exciting weekend at Woodbine. Let's talk about the Breeder Stakes at Woodbine as the stakes racing continues. Third leg of the Triple Crown. We're going to see Queen's Plate winner, Safe Conduct, and Hadassah, the winner of the Prince of Wales, go head-to-head. And that's a that's a pretty heavy-duty battle with two great horses.
4: Well, I think it's turning into a, a rivalry, you could yes, say. That's a good way but, to put uh, it. Yeah. You know, I think everybody was hoping to see a Triple Crown winner. And last year, we had the Mighty Heart uh Uh, episode where he won the first two uh, legs and then uh, unfortunately failed in the breeders and we've had this discussion in the past the breeders is a very tough race to win the triple crown is a very tough race to win uh, because of the fact it's on three surfaces you got the tapita surface for the queen's plate you got the dirt surface at fort erie for the prince of wales and then you have the turf course the p taylor turf course for the breeders so it takes a super horse to, to do that, to win all three on three different surfaces. But I think we're building into a bit of a rivalry here now with Safe Conduct because the table had been set at the, after the Queen's Plate because Safe Conduct didn't go to the Prince of That's Wales right. because they figured that uh, he's not as as handy over a dirt surface. So they've actually trained him up for the breeders tomorrow. And Hadassah did go to the Prince of Wales and raced a lot better, obviously, by winning the Prince of Wales than what he did in the Queen's Plate. So it's kind of set it up as a nice little rivalry, which, uh, you know, is, is, is great, I think, for, for racing and for Canadian racing especially. For, for people maybe not aware,
1: why is the one and a half mile such a big jump for some horses?
4: Well, I think one and a half miles is, is considered almost like a marathon distance. It's a classic distance. And with the turf course, especially at this time of year, it sometimes gets a little good, a little heavy in that, and it gets a little bit more um, grueling on, on the horse. And it will be rainy Sunday. Exactly. So that's uh, one of the things, and there has been, you know, even when the great secretariat won on what wasn't called the E.P. Taylor Turf Course, then, you know, that was a very uh, grueling surface. And, but he was a super horse. So it does take a horse that can kind of handle all elements in that. And I know even the owners of Safe Conduct are, are concerned that if it does rain too much and, and the surface goes f- you know, to a good surface or even to a yielding surface, which is a, a very soft surface, mm-hmm. Uh, he may have some issues too. So Interesting. Uh,
1: you want to say something quick about Pink Lloyd before we get a look back at the Mohawk Million last week? Oh, he's back. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, actually showed a new dimension to himself last week when he won the Bull Venture. He went right to the front and took no prisoners. So. No, Mohawk Million,
1: uh, it was an incredible evening.
4: It was, uh, again, it was the, the betting handle, uh, you know, they, they bet over $3.5 million. Uh, there were some great races, uh, the million was a, a great race and, uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's just this September to remember is a September to remember, especially when you're talking about uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park.
1: And we sometimes, when you get races like that with great harness drivers, it makes for a great night of racing. Well, when it comes to harness racing, there's really only a handful of names in the elite level, and Ron Waples is one of them. No stranger to winning major stakes races. During his driving career, retired Hall of Fame driver, soon to be friend of the show, Ron Waples, who won nearly 7,000 races in purses, close to $75 million, joining us. Ron, how
5: are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for getting in touch.
1: Yeah, no problem, and thank you for joining us. You know, it's it's been exciting. They call it the September to Remember for harness racing, and Larry and I are both saying it's been impressive to see the the quality of horses, but the handle as well as the the appetite and the passion for harness racing still strong.
5: I think so. I, I feel very good about the way things look in the future. You know, it's uh, all uh, like small tracks, like say Clinton Raceway. I mean, their handle is way up. They're getting more fans, a uh, lot more interest, and uh, I just hope it continues.
4: You and I have talked about this in the past, Ron. What do we do to bring new people in? Because I think that's we're starting to see a surge of of, of betters. We got to keep that momentum going. Uh, what do we do to get uh, fans and owners and and even betters? Because that's what's making the, the business go. Away.
5: I think it's the uh, same thing as getting a stable full of horses. You start with young horses, so we have to start with young people. Uh, to get the schools involved, uh, get to the, bring them to the qualifiers. Uh, you know, just show them the horse. Because I mean, once they're around a horse for a minute, most people. Fall in love and and never get that feeling away you know what made you fall in love with the sport ron well i had to do something i wasn't a good enough hockey player (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you're talking to the right guys right here (laughs) and you couldn't play racquetball either right (laughs) no no (laughs) but i had a lot of fun larry i had a lot of fun doing it (laughs) but
1: when 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 did you start driving and think you know what this is something i'm going to do for a long time
5: well, I think uh, I got my license probably when I was about 20, 22 years old. I can't remember, really, tell you the truth, but somewhere around there. Uh, it got to be a bit of a habit and a habit that I enjoyed and uh, had a lot of luck at it.
4: You became the king, basically, of uh, drivers at uh, Mohawk and, and Greenwood. What was it that prompted you to uh, basically pick up your tack and go to uh, the Meadowlands?
5: Well, at that time, I had uh, two sons, Ronnie and Randy, that they were trying to get started, and I was trying to get them started, and it seemed to me like as long as I was around here, they weren't going to get a, a true shot at it. So I said, maybe I'll try the Meadowlands. I, I was one of those guys that didn't want to be 90 years old and say, God, I wish I would have tried that, you know? So I, I just picked up and went there and, and uh, had some success there, and they both got a ch- shot to go, and, and everything worked out good.
1: You know, Ron, a lot of people assume harness racing is harness racing, but what was the difference for you racing and winning at Mohawk and Greenwood as opposed to the Meadowlands?
5: Well, Meadowlands was at that time was the elite place. That's the place everybody talked about, and all the best horses and a lot of the best drivers were there. So everybody talked about it, and it was just it was very exciting there. You know, it was just an atmosphere all on its own.
4: You had a pretty good relationship, too, with a couple of other Canadian drivers, uh, and both of them are friends of the show, I might add, John Campbell and Bill O'Donnell, correct?
5: I haven't heard of them. Who are they? <laughs> 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 don't, tell, don't tell them I said that. No, they're, pro- no. they're probably
4: listening, though. So.
5: <laughs>
4: You're going to get a text, Ron.
5: <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, they, they, uh, right at the top of their game when I went down there. And uh, I remember thinking, you know, this is going to be tough here. And But I thought to myself, they they were getting the best horses in almost every race to drive. What, what The one didn't get, the other one did get. So I said, geez, if I can just stay close to these guys in the races, I, I might not uh, win that many, but I should get some money and get some checks. So that's kind of how I started out and uh, got by them a few times too.
1: And Ron, when you get to that level, are you racing – the the driver like a john or a bill or you're racing the horse or is it a bit of both
5: no you're racing the horse but you got to keep in mind because if they're maybe driving the best horse then you want to be close to them you know and and if they weren't driving the best horse you pick out the best horse in there you thought and you tried to stay as close as you could to them
4: the other thing is when you were driving here at uh, greenwood and mohawk you're winning a lot of races but you weren't winning some races that people thought you should be winning, and you'd hear the occasional boo, correct? So, like, did the fans ever get to you?
5: Oh, a little bit, maybe, but at Greenwood, I loved it there. You made the long walk from the track up into the paddock, and at that time, I was driving a lot of false favorites. You know, they they bet because I was driving it, maybe, and uh, the horse weren't winning, and I had this lady, a little old lady, and, and she seemed old at that time to me, but she's probably younger than me. I don't know. But anyway, she... Uh, <laughs> If i get beat three or four times, you know, when they were favorite or second favorite or something like that, she'd be, you know, tell me I was a piece of crap and no good and she kick you off the bike and all this kind of stuff. Then you'd get lucky and win a couple in a row. Then she wants to adopt you. But, I mean, that that was the era, and, and I mean, I missed that era, really. I wish there was twice as many people like that out there now.
1: When you watch some of the, the drivers on both sides of the border, is there someone you think, you know what, that that individual they keep working at it. they could be the next ron waples
5: a lot of them out there are better than me believe me you know and especially just uh, the last few years you got the the uh, aussie boys and the, and the new zealand boys over there i mean that dexter dunn he's about as smooth as they come i think anyway watching them
4: you also wanted to get involved in thoroughbreds right tell me that story
5: well i don't know i i used to watch them and, and i was a, a big fan of sandy hollies and then i got to meet him at a a uh, hockey game one time in Maple Leaf Gardens, there, and I was, uh, I thought I was in Cloud Nine when I got to meet the god god of thoroughbred racing, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I used to t- talk to different people, and they and used to say about riding one out of the gate, so I kind of got in my mind I want to do that once. Like I said, I don't want to be 90 and not do it, you know? So I, uh, I'd made connections. Dr. Harley Waxer was my veterinarian then, and he was good friends with Avelino Gomez. So Avelino was really my coach, I guess, telling me how we're going to do this. But then the insurance wouldn't cover me for doing it, so uh, I had to abort the plan. (laughs) Oh, really? Insurance? (laughs) Put the kibosh to you. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> no. They're just the insurance company. They they wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> they just wouldn't let it happen. That's all.
1: But you know, I mean, you all joking aside, you must look back in your career as a harness driver and, and smile sometimes, Ron. Of all the races and all the wins, it was a good run.
5: Oh, it was very good. You know, much better than I deserved, probably. But uh, you know, I feel I worked at it, and uh, the rest is history.
1: Ron, thank you so much for joining us now. Larry, friend of the show, Mm -hmm. Ron Waples. And, you know, Larry, quit talking bad about his racquetball game. <laughs> That's not nice.
5: <laughs> you know, I, I can say one thing about Larry and his racquetball game. Like, he finished second a lot of times. I don't know if he was betting the exact or what he was doing, but he finished second a lot of times. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> uh, when
1: we come back, Woodbine's Tim Lawson joins us in Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and we'll talk
0: breeder Stakes coming up tomorrow. Hang on. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24/7. The radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Welcome back to Ponies 24/7. The radio magazine. In August of this year, Woodbine Entertainment's Tim Lawson was promoted to the role of Director of Thoroughbred Racing. And actually Tim has a well-rounded resume in both the Thoroughbred and Standardbred industries both in Canada and the US and he joins us today we'll talk about some of the breeder stakes Tim welcome and now an official friend of the show Tim Lawson how are you <laughs>
6: I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Larry, I've known you for a little while, so it's it's good to to finally come on and join you. So I appreciate having me uh, having me with you.
1: Well, let's start off with tomorrow's stakes uh big race, twelve horses. And Larry and I had mentioned earlier, it seems almost like a rivalry in other sports with Safe Conduct and Hadassah setting up for a lot of drama on Sunday.
6: I would say so, and you know what, it's really great to see Safe Conduct uh, back up in Toronto. Uh, you know, we're very, uh, very pleased that uh, Mr. Serpe uh, made the decision to bring him back up for the breeders. You know, understood that uh, he wanted to bypass the, uh, the Prince of Wales down in Fort Erie uh, just with uh, his record on, on the dirt. But, um, you know, ran a very nice race in the Belmont Derby back in July uh, a really talented turf horse. So it's you know what this rounded out uh, a very very competitive field. Uh, the Queen's Plate was was an
4: exceptional race. So is it safe to say that uh, Safe Conduct and Hadassah could be the next rivalry in horse racing?
6: Um, I think that you know you'll see a bit of that rivalry throughout the three-year-old year, but I wouldn't. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't ignore the fact that there's some other very talented horses in here, one of them being Riptide Rock, who, as you guys both remember, was was just nosed out for that win in the Queen's Plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely uh, a, a heartbreaking defeat for Siditard. Uh Came back and ran a. A respectable third in the Toronto Cup. I think um, you know there's another one right there that, that we could see maybe bounce back in this race. Um, but you know, given that those two are, are the the first two, like the triple crown winners, it's, it definitely makes for a good story.
1: Speaking with Tim Lawson, Woodbine Entertainment's director of thoroughbred racing for Woodbine Racetrack, and Tim, uh, Larry, and I have been well. We've been gobsmacked the last month or so with the size of the handles every week in a Woodbine. I mean, we chalk that up partly to pent-up demand, but it has to be also to the quality of horses being put in the starting gates every weekend when you have that much money being bet.
6: I will, uh, you know, completely give thanks to our racing office and to our racing secretary, uh, Scott Lane, who month after month, you know, puts a very good condition, but together our horse people are doing a great job at helping us fill weight races, uh, you know, cooperating on there. And our field sizes are some of the best in North America. Obviously, offering the variety of, of our inner and, and outer turf course as well as uh, as well as our main track uh, being the being the tapita we're, we're thrilled with how our wagering is we had a great day handle wise on queen's plate uh, woodbine mile weekend with all of the uh, win in your end races
4: tim maybe you could just maybe outline what is your role as a uh, director of thoroughbred racing
6: my day-to-day responsibilities until uh, you know a, a variety of things i I oversee the race office. I work with the racing secretary to ensure that um, uh, you know our horse people are are happy that uh, the races uh, that we are putting out for them are filling. Uh, every that everything you know from from a clerical standpoint is is running as smoothly as possible. Um, you know I sit on various committees, including our horse welfare committee. Um, you know track surfaces uh, wagering um, just just to ensure that the overall operation is you know itself in our various sub departments, including our gate. Our stakes department uh, that that we're running to our to our fullest potential. I'm lucky enough to have a great team here, um, and we've got a great support uh, support staff. Everybody does their job uh, very well. But um, you know what? Going into you know my second month of this job, um, you know I, I've really focused on figuring out the direction you know that I want to lead this department. And luckily, I've had you know good good people, you know, beside me to to support me along the way.
1: What did you glean and what did you learn from your time in Alberta and Lexington, Kentucky that's taking you to where you're at right now, Woodbine?
6: Alberta was very much a, a special uh, time of my life. It, it it afforded me the opportunity to run my own thoroughbred racing operation, thoroughbred racing in Calgary at, at the time when I had taken over. So it was my responsibility there to uh, bring back thoroughbred racing to Calgary, to, to build a, a thoroughbred operation at a track that had only previously been running standard breads, which was a tall order in itself and to get our horse people you know back down from edmonton who had who had obviously been there for so many years you know for, who had been only in edmonton for that matter for for almost a decade and that was a that was a task in itself I, i've got to thank you know so many people that, that you know gave me that opportunity as someone who hadn't run my own operation before to get started and, and to Uh, you know, to go through with what my vision was, you know, right before I moved back to Toronto, I was one of the project managers at the uh, newly built Century Mile racetrack, which is now located in Edmonton. It's nice to see that uh, that track come to life, uh, you know, albeit from across the country. But uh, I couldn't be prouder of, of what, you know, we as a team out in, in, in Alberta have been able to build over the last few years and, and helping, you know, grow the racing industry in, in Alberta and also giving it a bit of a resurgence.
1: Beautiful, Tim. Thank you so much. Continuous success at Woodbine and we'll Talks, you. Welcome and now an exalted member, friend of the show, Larry. <laughs> That's
6: right. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be on, guys. Thank you very much for your time.
1: After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine at Woodbine Mohawk Park. So make sure that your HPI accounts and your Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today for Larry's much-anticipated Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. We'll be right
0: back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com.
1: It all comes down to the Breeders' Crown on Friday, October 29th, and Saturday, October 30th. This year, the Breeders' Crown, presented by Libfell Cats Breeding Partnership, takes place at the Meadowlands Racetrack, and the $6 million year end series features 12 championship events. Friday night is the top two-year-old trotters and pacers. While Saturday, with a special 12 noon post, there's eight races with four divisions for the best three-year-olds and four for the finest open trotters and pacers. Want to be part of this year's Breeders' Crown experience?
0: Watch and wager on all of the exciting races through your HPI bet account and Dark Horse app. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away.
4: Let's start at uh, Woodbine. Uh, they're hosting an 11-race card today, and that includes the ninth race, which is the $250,000 Wonderwear stakes for two uh, three-year-old fillies, I should say, folding Canada at a mile and a quarter on the turf. The number three horse, Money for Row, you may recall, was oh, my yeah. choice to win the uh, Queen's Plate back in August, and although she finished a good fourth, she was also against open company, uh, with several of these horses racing tomorrow in the breeder stakes, several of the horses that she uh, raced against, That's right, right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, she's back in against Phillies today. The last time she raced against the girls, uh, she actually won the Woodbine Oaks uh, three weeks before the plate. And that was on the tapita surface. Uh, today, it's on the turf, but Money for a Row did race well on the turf. Uh, and I think uh, being back with the Phillies and the distance and everything is going to suit her quite well. So, Woodbine race nine, number three, Money for a Row. Money for Row. And next... Uh, well, Santa Anita's back, and uh, they've got a short meet until Bel- uh, Delmar opens uh, for their Breeders' uh, Cup, and they've got uh, several stakes races over the weekend. Uh, uh, race 7 today is not a stakes race, but it's uh, one mile on the turf, and it's an optional claimer for $50,000 claiming for a, and a purse of $63,000. The number one horse, Lincoln Hawk, takes a serious uh, class drop today and also goes from post 10 to the inside uh, rail. So he's in an optional claimer today, big class relief. He's got the rail post. He uh, loves the turf. He should love the San Anita turf because it's more conducive to uh, basically come from behind horses. So uh, Santa Anita race seven, number one, Lincoln Hawk. And? Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 12-race card tonight, and I'm going to go right to the last race for my selection. It's a one-mile pace for a purse of uh, $14,000. It's a mixture of horses that have been racing in various condition classes tonight, and so this race is for either non-winners of 5,000 in their last five starts or 10,000 in their last 10 starts. The number six horse, Fabrioso N, is the new face, uh, who up to August has actually been racing in New Zealand, got shipped over here on September 21st, uh, qualified at Woodby Mohawk Park in 154-1 with his last quarter in 27 flat, which is pretty good. And driver, uh, James McDonald, who's one of the top drivers at uh, Woodby Mohawk Park, was in the bike that day and is driving him again tonight. So... He should be able to drop a couple of seconds off of that uh, qualifier. Most horses do. Uh, They usually drop a couple of seconds off if they qualify. And I think uh, he should be right there tonight. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 12, number 6, Fabriezo-
1: I like that. Make sure you get your dark horse and your HPI accounts ready to go for Larry's much-anticipated and coveted Ponies Picks of the Day. Special shout-out to our good friend Mark at the Fans of Horse Racing. As always, thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada Campaign Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick stick around and hang out and hang out with all of us here at 105.9 of the region all weekend long. Ann Romer, the legend, up next with the Feed York region's only magazine show. She is standing by. I'll be back here Monday morning. With the new guy, Kevin Frankish, his debut show in the afternoons, Monday afternoon. Have yourself a good and safe weekend. Enjoy the horse racing. We'll talk to you soon on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.